Yeah. Yeah. I think keep educating yourself. Keep it, it's mm. it's not something that you can sit and forget and be patient because it is a game of patience. And yeah, I think it especially when you get to the point where we're at, whereas a lot of us is just sitting and consolidating and, and being patient. And you do get to the boring bit, I think, is, is uh, has been termed in the past by <laughs> Jason and Sam. And, um, you know, and, and people get bored and they want to sell something to buy something else or do something. And you don't have to. You're listening to Property Investor Tales, stories from the front yard. Here's your host, Tabitha Bright. Hello and welcome to Property Investor Tales. Stories from the Front Yard, where I get to speak to property investors from around Australia about their investing journey. My name's Tabitha Bright, and I'm the head of coaching here at Positive Real Estate, where we help people build wealth through property. With over 8,000 clients across Australia and New Zealand, there are some incredible stories to tell, which hopefully make your investing journey that little bit easier and will inspire you along the way. So my guests today, are Carolyn and Craig Bounds, and we discuss how important team are, joining the 1% Club and what that means, and about how you get back, what you put out there, all important lessons for sure. So enjoy this conversation with Carolyn and Craig. Hey folks, Tabitha here uh, with another podcast. I have with me today the fabulous Craig and Carolyn Bounds. Uh, now, um, nothing with the program. How long have you been with the program, guys? Uh, six and a half years. Six and a half years. Um, so first of all, welcome to the podcast. Awesome to have you here. Yep. Thank Love you. Love to be here. <laughs> and, um, and we're going to discuss a little bit of your investing journey because, Carolyn, when we were chatting before, um, out of recording, of course, the best stories always come when you're not recording. <laughs> Um, you were saying that you were a real skeptic in particular. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I was super, super skeptical about this whole thing. Um, we were in the process of upending our lives because Craig had just got a new job in Sydney and we were about to move all our family over there. And mm. he'd been talking, we, as you do when you're in your 40s, you start talking about what, you know, when you'd like to retire and what you'd like to do and how you're going to fund said retirement. Um, and Craig said he'd like to look at investing in real estate. And I had had, or we, we, we have some friends who have been hugely successful in, in, in residential and commercial property, um, mm. self-taught um, and, you know, perfectly situated, good luck, you know, stories in there. Um, but we also, you know, you know, people who, you know, lost lots of money as well. And yeah. we didn't, we weren't in a position where we could afford to take massive risks. So Craig said he'd been to this in property investment night in Melbourne while he was contract working over there and he'd met this person and he thought it might be really good. Let's look at that. And I'm going, scam, scam, scam. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> um, so we, we sort of got to the point, he's still sort of like working on me in the side and we went to um, a grand final barbecue with some friends and as happens when you had a few drinks, you start talking about all kinds of weird and wonderful things. And we got talking about investing in real estate and Craig said he'd been to an investment night and um, looked really good. And it was like kind of a one-stop shop. They had lots, everything was there. And um, our friends said, oh yeah, we're doing that. And we're doing it with this bunch called Positive Real Estate. And Craig goes, that's who I've been talking to. <laughs> Karen, she's wonderful. Um, and I had known the husband um, of this couple since we were like 18 and 19 at university and right. it meant that because I've known him for at that point about 25 years um, and I knew that he was very intelligent but also quite conservative that right. if he was happy with positive real estate then it, it enabled me to go in with a more open frame of mind so that right. when I did meet Karen in Sydney a few months later um, I did have an open frame of my mind and I really clicked with her. And I think one of the things with PRE and, and anything you've got a coach with, you've really got to click with that coach. And um, there were other coaches in Sydney at the time who were perfectly nice people, but if they had been who I've been introduced to, we wouldn't be on this journey because yeah. they weren't the kind of person that was going to work yeah. that I would have clicked with. That's, to work with. Yeah, that's a really interesting point you bring up. Um, 
And sometimes it is the case. Like I have had clients, I mean, personally, I've had clients that have said to me, oh, look, you know, thanks so much, but can we change coaches to X, Y, Z? Like, <laughs> and as a coach, you can't take that too much. I mean, the first time stings. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no yeah. one likes rejection, right? But you know, we're all unique individuals, as you know. I talk a lot and I talk fast. Um, <laughs> you and I are probably quite similar. <laughs> Great. We'll hand the mic to you in a second, Craig. And um, you know, and that that's not for everyone, right? Sometimes you need people at a different pace. You might want, you know, you might want female, you might want male, you might want an age group, you might want a certain style of um, investment experience um, yeah. and so it is really important and and I just wanted to highlight that because I think for anyone out there that um, is looking at coaches like um, positive have oh, I think there's a team of 10 or 11 coaches nationally and everyone's very different so I'm um, always sing out if uh, if the what the company offers is of interest, but the person you've met isn't quite clicking with you, just sing out. You can reach out to myself and the team. Um, I know Carolyn when, because oh, I joined as a client initially back in the days. And uh, I remember my mum, I was so proud of myself. I'd run, I was getting all this education and I was telling my mum about it. I was in my thirties. I was just telling my mum about it. And, uh, and she says to me, have you joined a cult? I said, <laughs> talking about she goes you haven't given them money have you you've joined a cult and I was like mum for goodness <laughs> for goodness sake it was that Kiwi um Kiwis are very skeptical I think as a, as yeah. a people they have a skept a healthy skepticism and it was that coming out and I don't think it hurts to be skeptical I mean one of the things that we love most about power is on the fact we've got our fabulous coach and Karen's become a friend as well as our coach and yeah. a couple of occasions you know you hit this wall going, not sure what to do next. What what's our next? You know, yeah. um, yep. you know when, when the market stops moving and you think, okay, you've got all these plans in place, and then suddenly it all gets stymied. You know, mm. what what can we do to you know get out of this or better places for the future? And yeah. and she's always been you know wonderful about responding to you know crises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Craig, it looks like you want to say something. <laughs> I'll go, I think I'll get a, a few words in here, won't I? Yeah, I, I guess that yeah, going back to the whole thing about coaches, I, I always draw on the analogy of you know, you know, sports teams. Like uh, different teams have different strategies and they employ different tactics, and that requires a different type of coach. And people uh, it's similar in that way that yeah, one coach will not suit all people. And you know, okay. I, I do get it too that you know we we lucked out. You know, with Karen, not say that um, yeah, the, all the other coaches are great coaches. We know that because um, they wouldn't be working for PRE if they weren't great coaches. And uh, you know, we lucked out with um, you know, with Karen, um, yeah. a gem first up, and and but knowing that um, yeah, that we understand that sometimes yeah, coaches might not quite work for people, and mm -hmm. um, and you, you have a great pool of coaches as well, and. Um, you know, you know, think certain things work for different people. So, in different ways and mannerisms, and you know, way, ways of uh, communicating even do work differently. And we've we've got into a nice little, um, you know, set with um, with Karen away. You know, she reads us very well, and um, we you know, have a, a, you know utmost com uh, confidence. In um, in Karen as well, and and I guess on that too, that uh, what Caroline said about with our friends in Tassie, I'd like to think that uh, I'm still quite confident that um, even if our friends hadn't been with PRE, I would have uh, I would have eventually worn her down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm that confident. <laughs> <laughs> We jest, we jest. It, it might take a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, it, it would have taken a bit longer, but I, I had a, a certain you know, desire. You know, I wanted to. Um, yeah, I guess these might come in questions later, but I had. You know, I wanted to kind of uh, set ourselves up for the future, and yeah. and um, and I, I knew at that time in you know, going along to 
uh, the PRE events um, that you know needed some expert, uh, a lot of expertise and someone to uh, guide us through and 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 that's I think that's important learning too is yeah. it's something um, that um, you're not alone and got heaps of experts uh, there's heaps of help along the way and, and no 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 questions too silly really. Yeah. Um, and and ask questions ask lots of questions i think the thing that i really like about it is that we sort of set up our our goals and our you know hopeful time frame what we want to achieve in certain times and i know that there have been other clients who've you know gone great guns and put their pedal to the metal and gone straight through and wanted to keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And the coach is going, okay, you need to stop there. You need to just stop and sit and get everything consolidated before you move forward. And I really like the fact that um, they're there to guide you and to not let you get too carried away and and to make sure that what you're looking at fits in with what your ultimate goal is and and where you're aiming to head. Um, I really like there's always ongoing education. There's, There's podcasts, there's... That, that are long and short, you've got the ongoing education each fortnight. When face to face with the thing, you could do face to face, and I'll assume that will come back at some point in the future yeah. in some format. Once you know, we're getting there slowly, the <laughs> a little bit more. Um, so I think there's there's lots of options there. There's lots of books. There's you know lots of different ways to educate, which I think caters to lots of people's ways that they like to be educated because some people like to listen some people like to read some people like to do and the fact there's all these different options I think is wonderful and I love the fact that it's a one-stop shop from the point of view that you've got contact for um, mortgage brokers and conveyances I mean the conveyance that we've used for almost all our Perry stuff we use for our personal property and and all the um, the tips and tricks and and things that we had learned in our first year and a half or so with PRE, we used when it came to buying our own PPR in Sydney, oh, which was part of our longer-term investment strategy because we're not going to stay there. We're not going to live there permanently and retire there. It's not part of our plan. But we didn't want to be wasting an awful lot of money each month on rent. We would rather be... We, if, because we could find a house that wasn't the perfect house, but it would do and it had lots of opportunity to value add. And the mortgage was the same as our rent. So at least we're putting money into ourselves rather than into money. So yeah. um, that that's also sort of you know, mm-hmm. free while you're living in it. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes, yep. So tell me, tell me a little bit, guys, about if you're happy to share um, about some of your goals. Because for most Australians, like in order to get four, five, six properties, you got to be in the one percent club, right? You have got to be the one yeah. percent of Australia. Yeah. Um, that actually achieves that. So it's it's actually pretty rare. Hmm. Um, tell me, what were your goals outside of how many properties? What were you wanting life to look like? How are you going with that? What have been the challenges? Like what's um, what, the wins and the challenges? I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess yeah, I, can, I guess I can start. Um, I guess one of the key goals for me was. Uh, not to retire at 65. <laughs> I, I wanted to retire much earlier. Um, right. yep. it's certainly not past 60. I, I kind of got this, uh, a lot of life to be lived and, um, yeah. you know, I'd kind of always thought, uh, you know, retiring maybe 57, 58 would be nice or at least getting to that semi-retirement between 55 and 60. So that was certainly... Um, you know, one of the goals, and obviously along with that, um, and you've worked also, very long hours for many years. Yeah, we probably, we probably worked out. Mm. I'm, I'm not alone here. I'm not, a lot of a lot of us are like this. That you kind of tally up all the extra hours you do per week and think, okay, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm nearly 54. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm actually 60 in work years. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've spent yeah. all that time and think. Oh, that's why I feel so tired. Um, but a lot of us are like that. We we work our workers, you know, grind ourselves into the ground for, you know, for family and and for eventually for, uh, you know, our retirement with family. Um, that, that was quite yeah. I mean, um, to fire earlier than um, the norm, and I, I guess yeah. the norm is it's something that's changing anyway. Yeah. Um, Caroline, your retirement 
plans? Yeah, so I'll pre-end up retiring a little bit later because I work for um, one of my very best friends who's more like my sister than my friend and, and I work remotely for her. Um, and although it's her business, I feel a great deal of ownership to because we've been in it since the word go. So because it has a great deal of flexibility, um, I anticipate, you know, I'll keep working with her until she wraps it up whenever she chooses to retire. Um, mm. And that that's, so it'll probably be a bit longer. Um, but then I also had the, the wonderful opportunity to be a stay-at-home mum with our kids for over 12 years. So oh, right. um, that sort of, I mean, and my superannuation was absolutely, <laughs> it was like this much, breaks was like this much. Um, so we actually set up an SMSF as part of our strategy as well. So we've got a couple of properties in there and we've got some shares and that ah, kind of thing. And some whiskey. Um, and some whiskey. <laughs> and some, and some whiskey. And some whiskey. But SMSF is self-managed super fund. Super fund, yes. Yep, yeah. yep. Affectionately known as the Smurf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so whiskey, I'm still stuck on whiskey. <laughs> uh, yeah. we, we have friends who... Um, or old old workmates work um, who set up a distillery in, in Tasmania. And the, the chief distiller has worked for several whiskey distilleries in the past, including ones that have won awards. So when he was, or when they were setting up the distillery, and, and they've been at it a couple of years, and um, maybe two, I think the first barrels were coming up to yeah. maturation. And we, we had a taste because we had friends who had bought barrels when they started. And they mentioned they were, that they would like to try doing a really big barrel. It has to um, sit for at least 10 years, usually 12 or more. But they needed some funds to do it. And we go, hey, we've got a Smurf. We can, you know, help, help get that set up. So yeah. um, we've got about 130 litres of whiskey that's currently maturing. It's been in there a bit over five years. And it, it is and magnificent already yes, at five years. They, um, they actually cracked taste. it and did the first taste test when we were down there at Christmas time. So we got ah. the very first little taste and the distillery is thrilled with how it's going. So And so are we. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So we'll end up, um, it's maturation or or um, obviously bottle bottle up, give away, yeah. give away a bit. We have to sell some. We've got to make some money. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sell some. We'll keep some bottles. <laughs> some of them may end up at, at PRE, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> certain people. I am happy. Yeah, so that, that was a nice little um, something a little bit different that uh, we yeah. toy with and mm. thought. Um, yeah, it kind of raises the eyebrows, but. What, what do you mean, whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> I think particularly after there was a, a distiller that went belly up that took quite a lot of money with them, which um, put some people out. Wow. Um, yeah. And that, that, that had been very poor. I think because we actually know these people personally, yeah. it made a bit of a difference, yeah. Oh, it's exciting. And so you've got, as well as, uh, we'll call it a more speculative investment. <laughs> um, you've also backed that with some good, solid investment. You've got two two properties inside We've got the two properties in our SMSF. That's We've awesome. Got, um, one at the, the Duke, which is right opposite the Gabbers. Oh, yeah. We can, like, watch into the Gabba from the rooftop, which is fairly fabulous. Wow. Yeah. Um, and we've got one um, in Sunshine North in Victoria. And oh, yes. um, that was actually interesting because when we were getting the Sunshine North one, um, yeah. the first property we looked at getting, um, we'd put the deposit down and it was on the Foundry Powery. And, and then something obviously went sideways because um, we had a call a couple of weeks later from Karen going, we're pulling you out of that. We're pulling everyone out of that development. We're not happy with it. Um, yeah. you, know, got your, you haven't lost your deposit, we'll get it back. Um, but there's things gone pear-shaped, so this is what we're doing. And yeah. that was actually really nice to have because that was very early in the piece. That was only our second property we were getting with Power at the time. Yeah. Um, and to know that it wasn't a, okay, you've signed the contract, it's all done, we, we finished with you now. It was something that was continually monitored um, and that when things went pear-shaped from the point of view that Perry were no longer satisfied with how things were going. Um, yeah. You were able to extricate us from a situation that could have become, you know, quite bad down the track. Yeah. Um, so that was actually really, really lovely to, to have that back up and increase my confidence further. So, yeah, so we've got the two within the SMSF. We've got um, a PPOR we bought with knowledge we had, we've got two outside of um, yep. the SMSF and we've got deposits on two more. 
Yeah. Wow. The two we currently got in Zilmi in Queensland. Yeah, and that was the first one I bought. So um, the first one I bought in Zilmi was um, it was a really it was a only like six units in the little thing, um, and it was pretty basic, but it's you know fairly near. Um, the city and it's right you know walking distance to the train station it's very much a bridesmaid suburb um so it's running sort of Chermside so Chermside's sort of coming up and at Adam and, and still where I is sort of the next one up I would imagine as gentrification moves through there um so it's a quite a spacious little two better overlooking bit of bush so it's you've got a nice outlook and things awesome. um and then we'd had that for oh less than a year and a half and um we were changing mortgage brokers and getting some stuff redone. So I've got a hair that's stuck in my glasses. Um, and um, we got an insane valuation on it. I mean, utterly nuts. So Karen goes, okay, let's rip all the equity out straight away. <laughs> so we got this insane valuation, ripped all the equity out, which then prompted, was able to get our second investment property, which is in Doncaster in Melbourne. And then enough to put a deposit on a PPR as well. So as I said, it was not. So that particular property is now ridiculously negatively geared, but it yeah. did its job from the point of view that yeah. we had a massive valuation, got equity out, it now just chucks along. And it enables, right, and it enables you know, you Yeah, exactly. I mean, your, it, next, your next property. Yes. And so I guess for yeah. people that might be new to the whole concept of investing and how it works and where you get your deposit funds from, um, what these guys have done really well is they bought a property. It happened to go up in value. Sometimes when properties go up in value, they can be a slow climb. Other times they can almost seem to like add 20%, 30%, 40% overnight it feels. And for you guys, you got a great result in a very short period of time. So that means that we can pull equity out. So that's some of the profit that they've made in the new valuation. You can re get another mortgage on that, pull that out, and use those funds as deposits for your next property. So um, it's a very common strategy to recycle equity and use it for your next, yeah. your next deposit. So um, congratulations. It saves you saving more and more and more or yeah. using um, funds against your own principal place of residence, which not yeah. everyone wants to gear up their home. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there can be some discomfort around that. So that's awesome. And then, so you've got two that are yet to settle so yep. they would be off the plans and yes and tell me tell me how do you feel about off the plan and were you originally comfortable with off the plan because I know a lot of people can be quite uncomfortable with off the plan as an yeah. idea um no off the plan doesn't really worry us um per se um we because both of our sms properties were off the plan oh yeah um so Sunshine North had a fairly quick settlement that was already being partially built when we got into it. The yep. Duke was right from the word go. So we'd put the deposit down. It was like a year later that we had to settle on that. Yep. Um, and buying property with an SMSF is a different ballgame to buying it outside. Yeah. You'd be aware. And for those who are watching who haven't played with that, you need to, there's whole different setups for, from legal entities and, and how much deposit you need and how much you can have. So between... Settling Sunshine North, we only had to have a 20% deposit. And then settling on the Duke, we had to have a 40% deposit. So we need to yeah. sell some shares just to um, make that extra bit yeah, up. Because we yeah. had money allocated for it, but because the the borders had changed, we needed to, to play with that. So we yeah. did that, but that's but that's been great. So um, and of course the advantage of having a bigger deposit is it gets paid off faster because you get better cash flow. flow. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So, um, yeah, so we're quite happy with that. So cruising along very nicely at the moment. Um, and where did you say your off the plans were? Um, so the next one coming up is Canberra, which is Black Diamond. Oh, yes, and there's been some great results on that. Has, has the team kept you in the loop on that? There's yeah, no, we, we've got emails and stuff through from that. And last one came through while we're away, so I need to go back and read that again. Um, yep. And the next one is one we're most excited about, and that's an ARIA. Um, we got into Trellis. Oh. Um, very excited about. Um, yeah, very keen to get one of those. And that's one of those places that we, we would like to potentially use as a, you know, a winter residence having a Tassie one. <laughs> yeah. But Tasmanian yeah. Summers is all our family is down there and that's where we're from originally. Um, oh. So we've got, um, between us, we've got four brothers and they've all got partners and kids and 
Uh, so we've got nieces and nephews floating around the place and my parents are still with us and they're down there as well. So oh, and, that's and, fabulous. In Tassie, we do have summers. And we actually quite had a, <laughs> we actually quite had a, be a better summer in Tassie than they did in Sydney. Oh, Sydney. That wouldn't surprise me. I, I, yeah. I, seriously, being a Victorian and a Kiwi who has been hassled about the weather since <laughs> you know, for eons, <laughs> I would support Tasmania in that claim. I mean, look at what's happened recently. Every yeah. time I go to Queensland, it's raining. I am yet to have a, <laughs> a warm, <laughs> an unwet summer up there, but um, no, no one believes yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so we're very excited about that one. So that, that's um, so that means that we've basically been sitting for a while um, because we bought our primary place of residence in, in Sydney four years ago. Yep. So part of our investment plan was to renovate that and value add to that. Yep. Um, so we poured quite a lot of money into that because we wanted yep. to value add before resale down the track, but also so we could enjoy living in it. So yeah, got you know new kitchen, new bathroom, outdoor gardens yep. being done, swim styles done. We've just got you know carpet and painting to finish off and, and that will yep. be done within the next couple of months. So yep. wonderful. Um, that's going to be nice to, you know, enjoy the the, the finished yeah. product. Yeah, the um, fruits of your labour. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Glenwood is um the um suburb we're in Glenwood has gone yes. pretty well. Yeah, yes. a lot of cities gone pretty well, but uh, we've been mm. pretty happy with where we we got to in Glenwood. Yeah, it's Glen what we could afford at the time. Yeah. Um, and it was right next door yeah. to a very expensive suburb that has priced a lot of people out. So the, yeah. the perfect bridesmaid suburb positioning, yeah. public transport was coming in. Uh, so the new metro runs right near us. You can walk to the train station. Yeah. Um, oh, fantastic. Yeah. And, and you're renovating in a rising cycle, essentially, in a cycle yes. where there's not enough, um, you know, uh, supply for the demand. Um, which of course uh, is the perfect time to renovate because yes. you just it's like exactly, <laughs> it just takes exactly. off. So. And because when we bought, we bought at the very top of the last cycle, and it was like parts of Sydney were oh you've lost twenty percent. I said well no, we, there was maybe two percent downturn, um, yeah. which meant, just simply meant that as we put down you know, the kitchen, the original plan being like, okay, we'll do the kitchen because the kitchen was terrible. I'm sure it was the worst kitchen in the entire suburb. Um, <laughs> so we'll do the kitchen and then we could rip some equity out and do the next bit and the next bit. And of course that didn't actually happen because um, the housing cycle went down and the banking loaning cycle decided to have it tighten up, which of course it does periodically. So it was kind of the perfect storm of not getting everything done we wanted to get done as fast as we wanted to. So it's taken a bit longer, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, well, congratulations. And it'll be interesting to get a valuation once you're done. We had it when we actually had a market valuation done just a few weeks ago. Um, and that's... You were happy? Oh, very yeah, happy. Yeah, I had a, an estimate thoughts. from watching the market what I thought it was going to be, and I was pretty much bang on. So, oh, awesome! It's a nice feeling when you when you feel like you really have the market dialed as well. When you, yeah, when, yeah, what you're thinking it is is reflected in the valuation. That's I mean, always nice. And as most property investors do, you tend to, you know, realestate.com's on speed dial <laughs> and your favorites <laughs> and your browser. So you tend it's to. True. You know, look at, at the areas that you invest in and see what they're doing on a regular basis and just touch base with them. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm also addicted to SQM research. Uh, is I'm always tracking the vacancy rates to know when I can get my rents up. And usually, as we know, the tight yeah. vacancy rates will uh, preclude some capital growth. So that's exciting. And then... Um, what sort of challenges have you had? Have you had many challenges or you guys have had a pretty straightforward? Well, the biggest challenge has been watching all these fabulous properties be offered and go, we can't afford that, we can't afford that, we can't afford that. We can't afford that. We that one, that one, that one, that one, that one, and that one. I'm just like this. When yes. Sam presents, every mentoring, I'm just like, la, la, la. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have challenge on. But I guess, um, I guess for start, you know, you know, the last two and a bit years has been a bit interesting but it probably, mm. probably hasn't been so much a challenge for us but it's um you know a challenge for you know for our tenants and we're, we've actually we, we just took the stand that um we're you know just going to keep you know people doing it tough 
where yeah. you wanted to be as generous as possible, you know. Um, without shooting ourselves. Yeah, without shooting ourselves. But we're able to do that and, um, you know, keep rents um, flat. Yeah. Um, we gave some pretty generous discounts for, we for say, some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they were, they were good tenants. So, and we we're, we're to yeah, there's no, there was no need for us to do anything more than that. And so, yeah, okay, we'll drop it down a bit. Um, the, no, and we were quite proactive. As soon yeah. as COVID hit, we sort of said to all our, reach out to our private and said, look, if any of our tenants are having issues, please let us know. Don't wait for them to come to you, touch base and say, you know, things are, are going wrong. We want to know up front. Um, yeah. And the first one, we she came back and sort of said, oh, I, I, my rent's this much, I can afford to pay this much. And we said, well, don't, you know, cut yourself too short. Make sure you've got enough for food each week. So we sort of knocked another, like, 25 bucks a week off so that to try and ease that, um, yeah. which we're very happy to do. Um, and that was, you know, all our... our um, we had one that didn't request anything and that was fine, but the other three we were happy to, to negotiate with. And as we come and go again, yep, no, we can up a little bit more now. We, we've got this much back. Um, yeah. So we were happy to negotiate through that. Um, and only one tenant elected to leave um, yeah. further down the track. The others have all stayed, which has been really nice. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But, but we understand too, we're fortunate about being in a position to do it because not everyone's in that position. No, that's right. Um, because, you know, we were lucky that you know, our, our jobs weren't affected by COVID. Yeah. We were both very fortunate in that yeah. regard. But it's certainly understandable. Plenty of others are you know, doing a lot, lot tough, have done, done a lot tougher than us. I'll be, um, you know, landlords and tenants as well. It's been mm. quite a few challenges, but yep. fortunately we've been okay there. And, and I guess with, um, you know, some of yeah, challenges can be, you know, real estate agents. <laughs> but yeah, it's been true. Really no, ours have been, our property managers have been marvellous. And the one yeah. time we did have issues, ironically, one of our other managers had reached out to say, look, are you okay with this one? We've had some people who've been having some problems with that one now. Well, at the moment, we're fine. And then the following week, we did have an issue. And, and you know, they just didn't return our calls. Now, I know people get busy and I'm happy to give, you know, 24 to 48 hours, but if I'm not hearing that and I've sent off, you know, a phone call and a text message and email and I'm not getting a response back, then I'm not going to maintain with that. So, yeah. um, yep, so we we just changed our property manager to one we already yeah. use, which is one of PRE's recommendations, which oh, yeah. is wonderful. So, um, yeah, we've got um, three of our properties through R&W and then um, one through... The Duke has their own management scheme, and, and she has been marvelous. She's been the same manager all the way through, and she oh, is absolute gold. So it's good when you're able to maintain that relationship, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And when we went up to Brisbane a few years ago, we hadn't met her, and we hadn't actually seen our apartment either. And we sort of touched base, said, "Look, you know, we're coming up. We'd just like to meet you because you know we email all the time." Um, yeah. So he rocked up with you know a nice bottle of bubbles and a thanks very much, and it was him towards Christmas. So that was really nice. We had touch base and. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was able to arrange the tenants for us to have a quick squeeze around the apartment as well. So that was really nice to be able to see not only the amenities of the complex, but actually see, you know, our place. So that was yeah. really nice. Yeah. 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 What I'm seeing from you guys is um, a, a focus on relationships and building relationships. Very much so. And, yeah. and I think... And I want to highlight this because I'm looking for the lessons and the stories that you're telling me. And so um, I'm a big believer in this myself. And, and I know you were about to say something, Craig. I'll just chip in really quickly here. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and, uh, and just highlight this for everyone because, I mean, I've had, like yourselves, um, property managers, one lot I had for about 12 years, I think the same property manager, which was phenomenal. And, um, and every year I would send them something and there was never anything too big or too small that they wouldn't do for me. Um, and, you know, and through COVID, they were very proactive managing the tenants like yourselves where you can assist because we had... Um, we had property in Batemans Bay where the fires went through. So oh, we had tenants not only yeah. COVID impacted, but fire affected and mm. by the and you know, with some trauma with the community. So 
Um, our tenants were very good because the property manager was so adept at managing them yeah. um, at, um, at just saying what they needed but not being silly about it either. There was a yeah. real give and take that I felt. Yeah. When you've got good team and you foster those relationships, it pays so many dividends over the long run. It's, um, you know, the money you spend changing managements and lease fees and tenants and... Yeah. You know, you manage a good team. Exactly. And I think relationships are everything. I think particularly when you've got properties that are interstate from where you are, you need yeah. to trust your management. You need to um, be able to ring up, pick up and go, this yeah. is happening, I'm a bit concerned what's going on, or have them pick up the phone to you and go, this is happening, this is what we need to do, or, you know, this law has changed in Victoria or Brisbane or whatever, we, we need to do this now. Yeah. We can arrange this for you. This is what it's going to cost. This is when it's going to happen. Awesome. Mm. Go forth and, and do it. And yep. I think having that, um, I think uh, for us, relationships are important for in every part of our life and, and how we yep. do things. And that that's how we do do things. And I think that by fostering those relationships, yes, it takes time and effort, but in the long run, other it, it pays dividends and not just from a personal perspective and creating new friendships and things um but if you get stuck with something there's options of places to turn and yeah. people who are willing to help and i think if you've helped people that are happy to reciprocate or know that they can call upon you if you need help down the track yeah no absolutely yeah. what yeah. were you going to say earlier craig oh yeah it's probably just coming and i'll probably just add to that relationship thing is um you know mentioned before about relationship with the tenants so I, I guess different people uh will deal with tenants in different ways and um you know yeah. people and there's no yeah, there's no right or wrong way as long as you know it's respectful mm -hmm. to the, the tenants um but you know some people you know it's it's an income coming in uh, they let you know, let the um, agent, um, or let the manager worry about uh, the tenant relationship. But uh, I think in all all things we do with our, you know, we don't obviously we don't know the tenants on a you know, uh, you know on a personal basis. But we you know we always put ourselves okay. How would we feel mm. in that situation? I think it's really important that you know the all round relationship. You, know, you have great tenants, happy tenants. Mm. It's a it's a good overall yeah. uh, great arrangement for you know everyone wins. Mm. Um, we had yeah. uh, we've had one poor tenant, um, so we had been to her backwards and they asked for help and that was great. Then they turned around and were very abusive to our property manager, which we were really quite unhappy about. So then when they said they wanted to break their lease, we said, "Yep, that's fine, but you just need to be aware if you're breaking the lease, you'll be responsible for the rent until someone else comes in." So we strongly suggest that you know you liaise with the agent to have open homes and and minimise that crossover. But we were that was the only one we were sort of being fairly happy to see the back of. Um, in fact, the people that took over was a young married couple who had trouble getting a rental because they didn't have a rental history. They both left their parents' homes to get married, and we go. Let's give them a go, you know. We, we were in that position once upon a time, and it's nice yeah. to be able to, to do that. <laughs> it is. I remember arriving in um, in Australia and uh, having to start with no credit history and no, yeah. yeah, no anything. I remember we had no debt. Were could evidence we were saving like a decent amount each month. We were, I mean, we were young. Um, we didn't have a lot behind us. Um, we both had good paid employment, and I couldn't get a, um, I couldn't hire a fridge <laughs> oh, <laughs> because no. I didn't. You know what the thing was? I didn't yeah. have a credit card. No, because I didn't believe in debt at the time. This was when yeah. I was really yeah. young and stupid. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't believe in debt. I saved everything instead of uh, having credit cards, and so I had to go and get a credit card so I could mm. borrow money. Like if mm. you know, hire a fridge. It's, like it's it's, I mean. And of course, credit cards are one of the worst things to have. And that's one thing that you know, we were very glad to cut up our last card. Yeah, we're keeping a little plastic container in our, in our study desk where we could kind of rattle. As, as we cut it up, we said, Karen, we just put another one up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, you go, Craig. Oh, so yeah, uh, um, I, I was just about to say, you know, some of that challenges piece that you know, said that we haven't had any, you know, great challenges, but obviously we do have one. Um, we're um, facing at the moment because, as um, I think Carol mentioned, um, you know, I've been made redundant uh, at the end of April. Um, so, 
Um, so as you do, we, we took it out on the travel industry and went to Hawaii. National person in Hawaii. But no, that, that's a bit of a, that, that's going to be a challenge for us. To, um, you know, obviously looking um, uh, for new adventures, et cetera. Mm. But obviously there's a challenge there because, you know, we do have, uh, you know, property coming up. <laughs> so I, I had made a mental note of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was like, that could be the challenge. And I said to Craig, we have to let one go. We're letting Canberra yeah. because we walk <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's a challenge for us at the mm. moment. And yeah, yeah I hope it work out, but, but yeah, maybe it won't. But it's not going to be the end of the world. It doesn't. Uh, we have someone who gleefully take that for things. Um, yeah. Yes, and I think that's the other thing positive with Perry, that we know yeah. that there have been times where, you know, things like this have happened to other clients and, yeah. and we know that if we can't complete Perry, we'll do their utmost to find someone who can take that over. Um, yeah. And because of relationships that Perry have with the developers and the builders, yeah. it's likely that they can do that without us losing our deposit. Um, and, you know, yeah. worst case scenario, if it does happen, it does happen and, you know... Yeah. It'd be disappointing if it happens, happens but, but you know we hope it won't come to that but yeah. you know it, it's one thing that sort of i'm not hugely concerned about from that point of view and we have a great relationship with our mortgage broker who we're introduced to through through karen and we've worked with him um with his, his company over the last couple of years quite closely and you know recommend him yeah. as well so yeah been yeah, well, it's a it's an interesting challenge to bring up because it is one of the concerns people have, right, around off the plan. And if you don't mind, if I wax lyrical for a second for people, go for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> just highlight highlight the uh, the lesson here. Um, and so, what happens with off the plan for those of you that aren't familiar is you put down a deposit. Usually, it's a ten percent deposit. Can sometimes be a five percent. Uh, so you put down a deposit. And then if at the end of the one or two years or whatever time frame the development um, is built in, if at that time your situation changes, and people's situations do change. I've had people get pregnant and lose an income. I've had people, obviously, redundancy, health issues. Um, you know, there can be any manner of reasons why people's situations change and often completely outside their control. And so... Um, so the the risk is is that you can lose your ten percent deposit. So if you've bought something for say seven hundred thousand and you've put seventy grand down, you don't want to lose that seventy grand. So positive have safety nets in place where we work very closely with the developers um, that our clients buy through um, to be able to on sell. So for you guys, say. Worst case scenario, um, you are unable to service the loan for one of your off the plans, mm. um, then you get listed in our system mm. as what's called a distressed buyer. And mm. myself, Lila Ghani, the head of contracts, yeah. your coach, Karen, um, will work on a solution so that mm. you don't lose your deposit and you get mm. that back. And I am pleased to say we have not lost a client's deposit yet. So... Mm. Um, you know, in, in however many years we've been operating, it must be close mm -hmm. to 20. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've, it, there's a pretty good track record in that space. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I would not envisage at this point that we won't be able to solve the challenge if that eventually. No, is. no. So, so yeah, it's an extra safety net, I think. It, and that safety net, and it's all the yeah. safety nets that are provided by Power Area, which... Um, were one of the things that really attracted us to Powery in the first place. So um, I loved the fact that although, you know, you guys offer properties to different, that a wide variety of properties and a wide variety of places and a wide variety of, of um, purchasing mm. price points, um, it's the fact that, you know, you've got access to mortgage brokers, access to conveyances, access to accountants now. Yeah, the, the, the fact that it's essentially a one-stop shop with ongoing education and that backup and the fact that all you guys are the top levels and not, as well as all the coaches are people who have walked the walk as well as talking to the talk. You're not just talking about stuff from a theoretical point of view. You've all been investing and you've all had wins and losses and, and everything in between and those it's that kind of life experience I think which really um, engenders a great deal of 
um, confidence in, in the clients. Oh, that's lovely to hear. And I know Karen, it'll mean a lot to Karen too. To- Karen is <laughs> Christmas on a stick. She is just so good. <laughs> and, you know, other than the fact she's a fabulous coach, we, we do really count her as a friend. Oh, oh she's, a, she's a special one. She's my running buddy in the group. She is. She is. I'm very impressed with running. I said my dad was a marathon runner. I know it's a special kind of nuts to do that. Um, it is. It is. And, and pre rheumatoid arthritis days, my my joy was to well, I always I wanted to run five k's comfortably, and I, and I used to do my five k run for my warm up, and then I'd do my hours weights, and it was wonderful, and I loved it. And then when I was diagnosed, I said to my roomie, "So can I still do it?" He goes, "Yeah, sure. If you want to end up in a wheelchair in ten years, I go, no." so the the running went by the wayside and the weights went by the wayside and now it's more um lots of swimming and you know pilates and yogury type stuff instead so <laughs> and not quite as slim trim taut and terrific as we used to be but that's okay we'll get older <laughs> nothing wrong with curves <laughs> no i said it's good he must have nice curves he's got plenty of them from me <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny um all righty and so in wrapping up I guess if that classic podcast question so if you could go back in time and young Carolyn and young (laughs) Craig were looking at getting started on their journey what advice would you like to give to yourselves do it 20 years earlier (laughs) as early back as you want to go um yes I think with if if with the information we had now, we should have done it many, many, many years ago. Let's say tw- twenty years ago, when a fledgling company yes. started up. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah, but I, I just look at some of the um, the younger clients coming through. And think, oh, you guys, you, you've they are you've, set. You're set. You've got it. You're in a good place. Good on you. Well done. I uh, wish we had it on it. Um, you know, about the same, you know, the same age as you guys. Um, yeah. They've been thinking that way. Yeah. And I hope yeah. that um, I mean, our kids have watched what we do um, and they wouldn't have been able to buy. I said, well, yeah. But, and there's things like that come up like property circles, which are where um, friends or even people who don't know each other put in, you know, pull money to, to get a deposit, to put in something together. And things like, you know, opportunities like that, which people don't think about, which is getting into property outside of the box um, to, you know, help our kids move forward and things. But um, yeah. yeah, I think keep educating yourself. Keep, it, it's, yeah. it's not something that you can sit and forget and be patient because it is a game of patience. And it I think is. especially when you get to the point where we're at, whereas a lot of us is just mm-hmm. sitting and consolidating and, and being patient. And you do get to the boring bit, I think, is, is uh, has been termed in the past by <laughs> Jason and Sam. And, um, you know, and, and people get bored and they want to sell something to buy something else or do something. And you don't have to. Um, it's it's a matter of you know buying well and only ever strategically selling. I think was was how we might have slightly tweaked <laughs> yeah. <pieces. laughs> yeah. little saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it, a good property will stand the test of time. It just needs to sit there and 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 you know gently have away. Yeah. yeah, I guess the other key thing is to um, um, don't put off setting your goals until like you're forty. And don't be afraid to amend your goals. Yeah, no, set, set your goals uh, in your 20s because you'll, you'll just, if you set them in your 40s and look back and think, gee, why didn't I do those 20 years ago? Um, we had three kids. Oh, we had three kids. <laughs> kids can be your goals. So you're gonna, you've got all those yeah. in life. You can kind of plan it out a bit. But um, I think, yeah, having, um, yeah, never yeah leave it too late to really set your goals, you know, for your next... Mm you know, mm. uh, 30 to 40 years of your mm. potentially working life, mm. um, you, you can you can definitely leave it, um, well, a lot later than what you would have liked to when you look back and think, oh, geez, you know, as we said, I wish we had have done this, um, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> even, even if we'd done it five years prior mm. um, in, in some way, you know, your circumstances are different, you know, at different stages mm. in your life, but... It, it it certainly helps to have goals and you know have some 
reasonable goals and some stretch goals. Um, you you didn't challenge yourself. And um, if you don't quite get there, no, that's fine. You've, you've kind of stretched out to that one. You haven't quite got there. Okay, that's, you know, what do I need to do? Uh, have a rethink, reset um, what I need to do to see if I can get that a little bit closer to that stretch goal next yeah. time around. And find your team, find your tribe, develop those relationships. So true, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It really is. Oh, you guys have been awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing um, and being such open books today. That was awesome. Uh, and um, yeah, and no doubt, I mean, you're Sydney, I'm Melbourne, but I'm sure as uh, borders, well, not borders are open, but you know what I mean, as, as we all start, <laughs> as positive real estate coaching borders are open, yes. we start doing face-to-faces <laughs> face a little bit more and travel. It'd be lovely to see you guys in person. Um, and yeah, how long are you in Melbourne, Melbourne for? Because I know you're in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, we're in Melbourne at the moment. Um, we just here till Sunday. So oh. we had come down to spend lots of time with our son, but he tested positive to COVID this morning. So yeah. we, yeah, we won't be well, able to see him again. We're, we're oh. here till Sunday, COVID willing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe a bit longer. <laughs> and our dear friend who's putting us up will be totally sick of us if one of us tests positive to COVID in the next five days. <laughs> Oh well, fingers crossed for you, and oh, um, yeah. and I'm yeah, sure yeah. you'll, <laughs> I'm sure you'll. And we'll be back because now we're like visiting our family. They're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll do sing yeah. out because we will do a, a a coffee and stuff. Sounds wonderful. Sounds great. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Really appreciate your time, Tab. Thank you very Thanks much. So much. Tab. Hey, thanks for listening to Property Investor Tales. Remember to subscribe so you get notified every time a new episode drops. As you can guess, I love hearing people's property investor tales. So if you'd like to share yours, then please get in touch with me via email at propertyinvestortales at positivementor.com.au. We would also love your feedback and I would appreciate a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember, you can watch all of these podcasts over on YouTube at Positive Mentor or at positivementor.com.au. Until then, take care, happy investing and bye for now.